Broadcasting live from the cavernous maw on the plain of Ixalan, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham and joining me today we have Kathleen. Hello. And Michelle. I exist. Yeah. I'm very happy to be here. <coughs> Michelle Rapp, Kiln Fiend Potter. Yes. Friend I, of the show. Yes. Um, so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. Happened to be in town for a little <laughs> family vacay and we thought, hey, they just dropped all the Ixalan story in a day. Uh, let's get together and talk about that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited to hear about because I have not read the Ixalan story, but they have, and I'm looking forward to hearing about it. It's time for two Vorthoses to assault you. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, before we before we begin, though, uh, a couple things. First of all, of course, a reminder that uh, this show, Tap Tap Conceit, is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Please check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR for all your cardboard needs. I guess I last ep- I feel like last episode I was like, you could pre-order the Fallout Commander decks. And now I'm going, you could pre-order Lost Caverns of Ixalan. Um, it's endless. You can pre-order it. What is it? You can pre-order it. And of course, you can tell them that we sent you and they'll give you a little one-inch button which says something funny and I don't know what it is right now. I think I need to give them more. Also, this show and everything we do here at Loading Ready Run is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. And we really appreciate it. Uh, However, before I just sort of open the floodgates of lore and uh, let you explain to me all what I need to know before I go spelunking into Ixalan, is that uh, at time of recording, uh, Wizards just only yesterday announced very vaguely that they're doing a Universes Beyond collaboration with Marvel, which I'm going to tell you, I think we've even said this on the show before, was a big surprise to me, considering, you know, Marvel Snap and Lorcana is owned by Disney, though apparently they've said that Lorcana is only Disney. Uh, and then on the, like the shelf behind... There's you, like you, Marvel you, Champions You can't see it on camera, there. but there's like Marvel <laughs> Champions. There's all the licensing. Thing. I was startled that uh, this was a real thing that was happening, but... Between this very vague trailer that they released and then a press release that said, like, multiple tentpole sets or something of that regard, we don't know any, at time of recording, we don't know anything. Maybe you know more listening to this on the day of airing. Uh, We will talk about that in a future episode, but I just wanted you to know we're aware (laughs) that they've announced that. But that's not what this episode's about. This episode is about this. It's the Lost Caverns of Ixalan. Lore, 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 lore. Lore, lore, lore. For um, us. Yes. For our faces. Yeah. When we last left... Okay, I did not prepare for this, but correct me if I am wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we last uh, left... Last time on Ixalan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, there was... There's uh, humans and dinosaurs and vampires and merfolk and pirates. Those were the, the types by color, broadly speaking. And they were looking for the golden city of Araska, and they found it, and uh, everything was great. Uh, everything. Okay. So, Azor from Ravnica? Okay. Razor, was- Azor, the original founder of the Azorius Guild. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's not the only person who named a guild after himself, actually. Everybody gives Niv-Mizzet a hard time. It's the cult of Rakdos. And technically, the Orzhov is like the whole family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the whole family. So anyhow, Azor uh, made this thing called the Immortal Sun, and he hit it on Ixalan, and then Vraska had to get it, and it was a whole thing that worked with Nicol Bolas. And there was a thing that stopped... Uh, planeswalkers from being able to leave yeah, and Jace got Angraf stuck there and he stuck lost there. his 
but lost that's, his memories. But the last time we saw Ixalan was not actually all that, and I don't want to get into it because we've got a lot of stuff to discuss today. Okay. The last time we saw Ixalan, it was being invaded by Phyrexians. Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah, and, that is the most recent time and we saw it. everybody had decided, as much as we hate each other, do you know who we hate more? The Phyrexians. Phyrexians. So everybody had had a big team up against the Phyrexians. Good. Uh, and everybody, we've had like a little period of everyone kind of actually getting along is actually kind of the background to this. And while this little like everyone is getting along thing has happened, everybody, we sort of start in media res. Love that. Uh, we, of Quint showing up, but he already knows what Ixalan is. He already knows the people on the plane, which confused the heck out of me for the first several paragraphs because I wanted to see what was going on. But we're just skipping over Quint discovering planes walking and meeting people. Kind of a TLDR of it. Wait, who's Quint? Quintorius Canned from Strixhaven, who Spark ignited as he was defending Strixhaven. Canned? I didn't even know uh, yeah. there was from, a last name. From the Phyrexians. Yeah, from the Phyrexians. He was casting the Founder spell. Yeah, he oh, had to do yeah. both parts because Rutha got distracted and the, the, the incredible uh, effort required caused his Spark to ignite. Cool. Uh, and so, anyhow, so... But we come to Ixalan, everyone's still kind of in a getting along process. No one really hates each other as much as they've hated each other before. Mm-hmm. And everyone is trying to do the same thing. This the, the story really just kind of plops you into the middle of it. They don't really explain the backstory. But Quint is working with Sahili and Huatli to uh, uncover uh, like these runes that will help open a golden door. The vampires are also on a quest because Vito is leading them to find some sort of lost god that they and one of their their sort of like main character uh, Amalia uh, is 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 dreaming of a golden door. You have the river heralds who are also looking for like the the source of stuff. And they're going under there, and all of the pirates and the brazen coalition have been like mining and like setting up cities underground and are looking for things. And so everybody, through various motivations, is sort of Heading down. <laughs> and this is important because then everyone is going to meet up very quickly. It's like basically kind of like, um, I don't know. It's basically like, uh, it's almost sitcom-like. And then like, and then this person shows up, right? Yep. yep. It's very much like that. Although, um, yeah, so the, the series, the, all the stories for the main arc are done by, uh, I think Valerie Valdez and they, I think they do a really good job, I think sort of encapsulating everything while also hitting on the notes without it feeling rushed. Mm-hmm. Because I think previous iterations of my story can be like, and then this happened and then a bunch of other legendary characters showed up and then there was Yargle and etc. So, I mean, that also kind of happens in this story. A there's little, a, yeah. there, there's a lot of people showing up and, and no, no Yargle, no Yargle yeah. for, for this one. No, unfortunately, yeah. So basically, I think we can kind of go through because everybody sort of meets at the end and that's when the really important stuff happens. Uh, basically, uh, the, for the pirates, Malcolm and Breaches are are investigating the mystery of downtown, which is a sarcastic name for their underground mining city where everyone has disappeared. Malcolm is from Ixalan. You remember, he's the alluring siren. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. he's, he can sing. He's an Ixalan character. He knew Vraska. We like Malcolm. Breaches is uh, my favorite one known character. He's a goblin who wants things to explode, uh, basically. And also gold. Yeah, loves gold. Yeah, loves gold. Uh, Beer. Yeah, great. Yeah. We like breaches. Breaches is fun. So they're going down into the mine to investigate the city of downtown and why everyone has disappeared. While they are investigating this, they come across this horrible 
fungal infestation that's basically a fungal hive mind that takes people over by making them breathe in spores and attacking them and stuff like that. And uh, they end up finding this, realizing what it is, and then running away and getting chased by it. I think we can summarize that entire storyline by that. Pretty much. I mean, they do get to talk to the mycotyrant. They, They talk to... This is basically Slimefoot's, like, unfortunate cousin like well, just i'm a big fan of the subtype elder fungus oh elder fungus is an excellent he also has teeths so which i'm not certain why he needs teeth yeah, but the, the, the micro tyrant wants to take over the world and yeah. make all it wants to make everything the micro tyrant yes it, it gives malcolm kind of like a like a prince a disney princess i want speech yes. kind of thing like i want to be up there where the people are yeah i want to see and i want to be them and then dancing. Yeah, and then yeah, and then very Disney princess style. Mike Malcolm uses his siren powers to distract everybody, so he yes, even breaches yes. can escape. It's a Disney princess. There's, there's a song. <laughs> uh, like that. That like I, I'm skimming through a lot of stuff, but realistically, that's all you need to know about what Malcolm and breaches are up to is that they're investigating a mystery. They find the micro tyrant, and then they go, "Oh God!" And then they run. Mm-hmm. Uh, the river shapers, We're- I think. Were Malcolm and Bre- sorry, this is a mechanical question. Oh, yeah. Were Malcolm and Breaches originally first printed in the in Commander Legends? Yes, yes, they were cool. not in the original Ixalan set, but uh, thanks to uh, lore and everyone being like, we love these people because they were partners. Yeah, they were partners. Or they they were they well, they had partner. You didn't have to partner them together, but they did work very well together. If you did, and, and they, but they yeah. still work together well in the story. It's Perfect. great. Love that. Yeah. Also, sorry. Carry also on. Breaches has a bomb. Yes. yes, Breaches has a bomb, and he's always like, big boom, and Malcolm's always like, no, we are in the middle of a cave, you'll kill us all. Or both of us, <laughs> we're the only people living for a large part of the... I, like, I feel like I'm skimming through, and I feel like I'm going out of order, but that's all you need to know about that. I mean, all these things are happening, contem- all these things are happening mostly contemporaneously, yeah. so it's really just a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah, so yeah. that's one thread of the story. We'll just put that to the side. The next thread of the story I think we can deal with is the River Shapers, right? Yes, let's do the River Shapers. Because they're also like, also just appearing in this story for the sake of appearing in the story. Yes, um, they also appear. Oh yeah, there's cat people, but we'll get to them. Yeah, later. we'll get to the cat people. We'll get to the cat people. Okay, but the river shapers are there because their grand herald, whose name I've forgotten, has told them that their source, the source of the river shapers' power, is somewhere underneath, and they are also searching for it underground. And they've sort of, they've sort of are traveling independently and come underground and sort of get to the same spot as everyone else yes they They rescue some people yep they do a couple of times yep the river shapers are there basically for narrative convenience um they're also there yeah mostly just to save people it's like oh no oh okay oh it's okay (laughs) it's okay so yeah just imagine there's some merfolk people there and they're nice for the most part. Yeah, they're great. They're great. I, like I said, everyone's still in this like afterglow of trust and getting along. Weariness. Weary weary trust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, you know, hey, we've all worked together. Yeah. We all beat Phyrexians, so I'm not going to immediately try to kill you, which was kind of like previous Ixalan. We see progress. But the two main groups of people that you're following are the are the, the Hwatli, yeah, Sun, Empire. Sun Empire and yeah. Quintorius uh, group who mm. are going down through caves and exploring and doing sort of like unlocking glyphs by translating ancient poems and stuff like that and going through and the vampires. So which one, do, who do we want to talk about first? I think let's talk about, um, let's talk about the Sun Empire first. Sure. Yeah. And everyone's favorite PhD student. Yeah. Yeah. Which is now my new name for 
for Quint. Yeah, he's doing field. He's doing a field study. Yeah, he's doing a very extensive field study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of field work on this. His so, defense is going to be ridiculous. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. He's he's so he so basically they are trying to get to they are trying to they don't really explain how they find all of this stuff, but they want to open this magical door that they've found. Yeah, they they want to open the magical door uh, mostly because they want to figure out what else is under there. I mean, it's clearly like glyphs and, and signs and whatnot. And Watley being the warrior poet is also there, but it's also, I think a, um, what, what is simmering in the background is, uh, the fact that there are actually divisions within, um, several of these, fa a couple of these factions, namely, mm -hmm. um, there's a division, um, within the sun empire and then there's a division within the vampires. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's kind of just sort of the logical next step for what happens after peace. There's going to be some people who hold out and, and don't really trust the other people and they want to go in and return yeah. back to the old ways. Yeah. The, the, the sun empire is like, Hey, I know that we worked with the vampires, but F those people, they're, they're having some problems right now. We should go to Torizon and we should kill them all. Otherwise, they're going to come and conquer us. And other people are like, wait, well, hold up, hold up. Mm -hmm. They're not all bad. We just did work with them. Maybe we can work with them again. Yes. We just had a war. Do we need to have a second war? <laughs> so, you know, good good arguments on both sides, honestly. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah, there's a power struggle, especially because the last emperor who we saw um, an original Ixalan story was killed during the Phyrexian War, and now we have a child, um, a boy on the throne, and he's being swayed by his aunt who favors, like, maybe not war, an uncle who is like, let's just build a bunch of boats and go over there. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, in the Vampire Empire, you remember that they finally found Saint Alenda, right? Yeah. The, uh, the, the, basically, she, she's the person who, like, went to go find the Immortal Sun in the way back lore of the Vampire Times. This is, like, original Ixalan. Is this Alenda the Dusk Rose? Alenda yes. the Dusk Rose. Yes. Okay. And it turns out the Vampire Empire has kind of two factions. There's Alenda the Dusk Rose, who's, like, absolutely not. This immortality is supposed to be you know, this is this is a burden that we have taken on. We are supposed to use this to do our version of right. We should only be eat, drinking the blood of like evil people. Like this is something I did because I believed in my God, and this is this is not something that we should celebrate. And then there's other vampires like Vona, who should uh, like Vona the Butcher. The yeah, yeah. the the right. yeah, who's like absolutely not killing is great, and we could subjugate everybody to our power. We why are we holding out? So anyhow, the yeah, Bo Vona the Butcher, the Queen, who there's uh, of the vamp of Torizon, yeah, sort of the vampire, is is on the Alenda side. But there's a lot of people. There's like a religious schism happening. Imagine if the ninety nine theses or treatises or whatever that Luther nailed to the door were just like, why don't we kill more people? <laughs> ninety nine reasons to kill more people. Yeah, exactly. So that is what hap That's what's happening. So meanwhile, Vito. Uh, who is like sort of a high up vampire, as we also remember him from old Ixalan, is like, I would like to, he used to be like, you know, more on Alenda's side, but he's like, basically he's one of these heretic vampires. And he's like, I have been, I, I have been sent on a quest. I've got this holy relic and this holy book that they never explain where it came from. Not even in the story. There even other characters like, where the hell did he get this stuff? But he's on a quest. He's hearing voices. He's on a holy mission. And so he has been sent by the queen to go figure out what's going on. And, but he's also been sent with a couple of other people to report back on his movements because the queen 
frankly doesn't trust him. One of him, uh, the main person of these is this guy named Bartolome. Mm-hmm. And Bartolome is loyal to the queen and a good vampire, we'll say, good heavy air quotes, and uh, is, uh, doesn't trust him. And Vito and Bartolome butt heads a lot. And they also have a young vampire named Amalia with them who has like special map making magic, essentially. She can use her blood to like fill in maps and change the terrain of a place. It's a very cool power. She's a neat legendary creature, essentially, mm-hmm. I would assume. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, then, well, I mean, we saw some art for her. Yes, we saw some art for her. Um, very cute cartographer vampire wife yeah she's pretty much what's happening there yeah she's great her name is um, uh, amalia aguirre and aguirre was a very f- uh, yeah aguire Agu- no aguirre aguirre yeah he was a, a real life explorer oh that's very cool uh he was also he's got a very interesting backstory he's kind of notorious for getting his whole exploring party killed yeah that happens in the story. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. not to that particular not, party. And not really due to her, but No, no, no. no. But anyhow, so they're they're hunting, they're going they're they're going through the jungle and they're hunting for an Amalia is like seeing these visions of a golden door and all of that stuff. And wouldn't you believe it? I think we can kind of shortcut and just say, "Hey, everybody kind of arrives at the door at the same time." Yes, everyone arrives at the door and then at the same oh, time wait. they're Oh wait, we yeah. we can't shortcut it that much because we still have to talk about the because we still have to talk about the the most sitcommy thing of what the happens to the vampires is while they're going through they literally they literally are like cert going through a cavern uh, they cross a horrible like uh like weird underground desert with like super quicksand and like monsters that attack them and they oh uh, the cat people yeah uh, oh no but first uh, yes yes and then while they they're like phew that was hard work and then they go through there and literally Kellen runs through shot unbeknownst like unannounced and says hey a little help here because he's being chased by goblins so what Kellen's here Kellen's Kellen just randomly shows up uh, gets rescued by Amalia and uh, joins the vampires although Not, he, he doesn't become a vampire yes. he just comes into their party and him and Amalia hang out because they're like teenagers he's off on an adventure yes he's off on an adventure he has an adventure it's very sweet it's it's very cute that the adventure mechanic is continuing with them but it makes complete sense because he's an he's an eldraine person yeah yeah so so amalia says his blood smells funny like spicy little spicy a little spicy but she doesn't try to eat him because she's a good vampire heavier quotes and uh bartolome is fine with this Vito is like let's sacrifice him Oh, wait, he says that later, but it doesn't matter. Vito's a jerk. And then they are immediately captured by cat people. Meow. Um, so back like, in... so Like Leonin? Not under... Uh, the underground cat people. New new cat people new just dropped? New cat people. people. <gasps> they're, they're very... Uh, so they're jaguars. And this is sort of uh, referencing old um, Central American indigenous culture where they have like jaguar warriors. And so we now make that into actual literal jaguars that are warriors, which is very cool. Yeah. Uh, the the cat people wisely do not trust the vampires and throw them into this quicksand, but then they drop out the bottom of the quicksand into a river, get rescued by river peop- by the river heralds who are also happen to be there, which is why I mentioned it before. And then everyone's at the door. Everyone's, everyone's at the door. Everyone everyone's... comes to the door at the same time. It's I, The cat people were really just like, we're here. Meow, we throw you into our litter box, 
goodbye. Yeah, the, <laughs> cat, like... the cat people are also appearing in this story. And then yes. there's this, honestly, I really enjoyed this this sort of scene of everyone sort of being like, oh, pleased to meet you. I'm this person from this group. I'm this person from this group. You know, it was really fun. Welcome to this door. Oh, yes, this door. How this... do we do the door thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, meanwhile, they're like, okay, how do we open this door? But Quintorius, who has been exploring and has, as we know from the uh, from Strixhaven, has spirit magic. He can summon the spirits of departed people and he finds like an old poncho and summons the spirit of uh he calls himself abuelo which mm-hmm. just means grandfather it's very sweet it's honestly very sweet uh, uh to help him open the door and abuelo's like oh yeah i remember how to open the door we have to open the door uh we we shut the door because the something bad was coming mm-hmm uh-huh. But let's open it now. Yeah, the dark, the dark like growth was coming. And yeah, then yeah. in your mind, like, oh, it's the fungus, the fungus among us. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So, but they get the door open. Uh, everybody goes inside and they discover that there's, it's like, there's a whole world inside Ixalan. It's a hollow earth. It's a hollow earth yeah. with a whole different plane on the inside. And, and this it goes is, up, it's cool. Yeah, this is sort of the, um, I remember when I was, uh, so I was at the, Ixalan Latinx uh, discussing Ixalan panel um, at Magicon Vegas, and there was uh, some discussion around the mythology of um, Central American uh, First Nation First Peoples um, stories of just you when you you know pass or you find discoveries by going down, like you don't go out, you go down, and then that's when you discover new things. And this is so this is very much in keeping with that um, tradition, which is very, very cool. And so um, when they enter this new world, it really is like, I hate to reference it, because it's such a bad movie. But like the new Godzilla movie, um, (laughs) (laughs) Godzilla versus Kong, if you haven't seen it, takes no actual inspiration from this uh, mythos, but does have the whole hollow earth thing going on where there's actually like, there's a sun down there. Mm -hmm. And there's an entire civilization, the Oltec, that um, have been there this whole time. Yeah, the ancestors of the Sun Empire because they, they, they say that we used to trade with the people who had left to the surface, but then we had to shut the door because of this terrible evil. Yes. And uh, the Coman, the fifth, um, not the fifth element, the, 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 the fifth f- tribe, like they they basically eventually became the Sun Empire on the on the surface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So anyhow, they're like, oh, hey, the door's open. That means the evil's vanquished. And everybody's like, no. What evil? <laughs> what? So what did, are you talking about? Did bo- Sorry, because you, you confused me briefly because you were talking about Godzilla versus Kong. When you I'm say sorry. that there's a sun down there and the old tech and everything, that's in Ixalan. Yes. That's not in King Kong. No. No, no, okay. no. no, no there, actually, there is a sun inside. In both. In both. Cool. Yeah. So both... The, the civilizations on both sides of the door were like, oh, we got to keep the door shut because it's evil on the other side. No, this the side on the outside, the upper layer, um, saw the door as like a an interesting, like a possible source. Of, oh, so Abuelo's from the inside. The, Abuelo's yes. from the inside. Oh. He's from the inside, but like further in, not the like door door. So if yeah. you go down, there's like other people who used to live outside the golden door. Um, okay. and, and they were all killed by something. Yeah. 
And Abuelo is one of those people. Okay. Mm-hmm. And do we assume we assume it's the mycotyrant? It is the mycotyrant. It, it, yes. it is. We're okay. going to find it. We're, in the story, we'll find that out in a bit. Okay. Yeah. But basically what happened was they had this, they had a civilization inside Ixalan. They started to explore outside mm-hmm. because inside was, uh, you know, they had all the lovely gods and they had Chimil, who is the their their name for the sun on the inside. And then something called the mycotyrant. Myco. The Myco Tyrant. What the did micro I say? Tyrant. You've been saying Myco Tyrant. Like, like, like very Napoleon, small. Like, but like Mycosynth yeah. is in like I'm, fungus. No, oh, yeah. The Myco Tyrant. Yeah. The Myco Tyrant is outside. And so basically what happened was they're like, oh, this thing's not great. We have to shut the door. Fair. And Abuelo was outside shutting the door and nothing went very well, but the door was shut and they, the people on the inside were connect, were. Uh, protected from the myco tyrant but now everybody coming down to discover what's going on has opened that door so as they get there they realize oh people from the sun empire hello people from the river empire hello oh uh, who are you wait are you vampires you're one of those bat people with you bat god you you worship the forbidden bat god who we've imprisoned absolutely not get get just get out yeah they throw all of the vampires and kellen into jail right because because they worship the evil god and they're like absolutely no we've imprisoned him for a reason he tried to he tried to cage the sun um which specifically the inner sun yeah the inner sun yeah like this is it's pretty well known that this is the plane or not a plane this is the area of ixalan where the gods live yes yeah so um that's one of the reasons why um, Vito was so adamant about getting on the other side of that door, because that's where the um, the bat god, um, Akliz- um, I believe it's Aklazots, Aklazots, Aklazots lives. And, and it's implied that he is the sire of the vampires. Yes. The ultimate source of their vampiric power. Although that's, there's some question about that with Alenda particularly, but... Everybody else, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, maybe, maybe there's been, maybe originally that's where the power came from, but the vampires have, you know, originally the purpose was not to be used for spreading darkness across the world and enveloping all of the sun. Right? You know, I mean, and you have to remember, Alenda, she locked herself in the Golden City to protect it. Mm -hmm. Right. Alenda... A good vampire. <laughs> I'm still putting this in heavy air quotes because I still don't. She has really good hair. She does have good hair. Really we can put that. Hair. We don't. That doesn't have to be in air quotes. Yeah. But <laughs> so any Linda with the good hair. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Raw just has a way with hair. I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> we got. So we've got everybody is going down to meet their ancestors and 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 everybody's getting along. All the vampires have been thrown in jail, and but Vito. Sensing that he is now close to the source of his power and what he's been craving for, calls on Aklatas, Aklazots. Aklazots to get his to get more vampire mojo essentially, and busts himself out of do- out of jail and kills Bartolome and Amalia and Kellen run away from him because they're not down with his plans. Makes yep. sense. Yep. And then uh, at this point, yeah. <laughs> remember we left off Malcolm and Breaches <laughs> at the very beginning of this episode. <laughs> yes, we left them running. Yeah, we left them running, and so they run away from the micro tyrant, and they uh, they the they they come out into a big cavern. And luckily, what's in that cavern? Oh, it's a bunch of river folks just sitting around in front of an open door. <laughs> and they're like, "What are you? About? Oh, gods." <laughs> Oh gods, what have you brought with you? Yeah. 
Uh, and uh, then uh, the Myco Tyrant is like, oh, I've been wanting to get here. This is fantastic for me. Yeah. And uh, basically, uh, at the same time as Vito is like, yes, yes, take me to Aklazots. Finally, I, I shall spread darkness across the world. The Myco Tyrant also comes in through this uh, newly opened door and is like, nom, 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 feed me things. Yes. Yeah, so we have basically a war on two fronts. On one hand, we have a newly awakened bat god who wants to go out and like, like hug the sun in like a big orb so that the sun will be blotted out. Um, there's, uh, I think one of the older sun gods maybe also like tore out his eye. And um, I think it's, a, it's the dino hands god. Mm -hmm. I don't remember his name. Yeah, he's only got one eye. He's only got one eye. Um, whereas this god has two dino hands. Um, oh yeah, Oderex on it. Thank you very much. Yeah, dino hands, friend. Um, but yeah, so he's... So he does come out, and in um, choosing Vito and Vito's followers, vampire followers, um, they are basically bitten again by this god and become man-bat. Yes. Yeah, like, you know how, like, Batman's, like, enemy is man-bat? That's how I would describe, like, what they look like in my head. Man-bat's man more of an anti-hero. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm, I, I don't mean to all of you Man-bat fans out there. I didn't mean to disparage your fandom. I assume he was originally created... This is a hard left turn. I assume that Man-bat was originally created as a joke, because they were like, ha-ha, we have Batman, but what about Man-bat? And he's a guy... He sort of has like a... I don't know, like a bat lycanthropy, sort of, and he turns into like... He's like a humanoid, but with bat wings and like a bat head. Yeah. And he's he's one of DC's stranger characters, but he's yeah definitely more of a more of a more of an antihero. Yeah. Not that he and Batman have not fought; they definitely have. They have to, of they course. Have to. I mean, of course. it's and also he did show up as I believe an attorney in uh, the new animated Harley Quinn. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, really yeah. Funny. Once you once you solve the equation, everything cancels out. All that's left is a hyphen. Precisely. Get Any, back. Anyhow, veto. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's Vito. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> thank you, yeah, Paul. that's basically what Vito ends. He has got yeah. bigger fangs. He can fly a bit. I yeah. think he can like glow kick kind of. Yeah, no, weird. he's 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 just generally powered up. All of him and his followers they they sacrifice a bunch of people to uh, Aklazots, and he grows more powerful and breaks the chains that have been holding him. But he can't. He's not quite yet powerful to completely consume the sun which is important but there's lots of stuff happening you know there's a there's a there's an air fight where everybody's riding bats there's like yes. good bats and bad bats yeah there's um the Oltec have uh what they're called the thousand moons and they're all bat riders and so there's a really cute scene where Huatli is riding a bat and they actually have to go um towards Chimil the sun there's like a like a tiny asteroid belt of like pink um MacGuffin like magic stone cosmium yeah around it and then you go with your bat and you fetch a piece and then it can like you can like go back and put it in something like a sword or or something and they she's like oh yes like finally got it can it be a necklace clearly wanting to make a necklace for for Tzahili. and uh, it's they're very like, cute it's very cute like well you could probably make it into a sword and it's like oh <laughs> I do get the impression that it's sort of the the unspoken subtitle for this set it's like lost caverns of ixalan colon Huatli and sahili's wild adventure uh 
not really. No? Well, Sahili and Huatli don't go together. Sahili ends up staying and having her own little adventure, which we'll get to. Um, but this is very, the main story is very focused on Huatli. Okay. Yeah. All and right. all of this stuff happening and all of the discovery mm-hmm. and everything. We're I, thought they were, I thought they were going on a bogus journey. Oh, oh no. I'm sorry. That's more like Kellen and Amalia are going on a bogus journey. <laughs> all right. Fair There's enough. also some, we'll get back to them. Sorry, carry on. So anyhow, there is a big fight. There is a huge fight. You've got fights happening on both sides. On one side, you have the Myco tyrant who uh, Quintorius manages to bring back the spirit of Abuela. Yeah, with is, a kipu. With a kipu, with a, which is sort of the counterpart to Abuelo. And Abuela and all of the other spirits sort of remember now how they have dealt with the Myco tyrant in the past. Yes. And they use Cosmium, which is this material to like blow it up. And they use their spiritual power to neutralize it. Breaches sets off an, an, a, a huge bomb to blow it up. Big boom. And that, and they have these uh, people named gardeners who, like, they're the spirits, essentially, who remember how to deal with the mycotyrant because this knowledge is sort of gone because the 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 this the the inner empire will say has been closed off from the mycotyrant for so long that they need the spirits to teach them how to deal with it again. So that's all going pretty okay. So that's happening over there. And then, meanwhile, you have this sort of air battle between the forces of the Sun Empire trying to stop Vito's forces. Uh, and uh, Huatli's cousin Inti is killed by, not even by Vito, by Vito's second-in-command, whose, whose, whose name, name we, don't we don't remember. Remember His defining characteristic is he's just like, yeah, every time Vito does something. Yeah, and, and then like Vito's like, kill that one, and then he goes and he does a kill he kills that one he like snaps his head it's all all very grim Mm. uh and uh it's and and then and then but then huatli uh uh i feel like basically she ends up with sort of fighting Vito one-on-one and he tries to attack her and all she can do is parry his blows because she's calling upon her powers to like save her and i think she feels like she's like as stretched as thin as a sheet of rubber or something like that as she's Mm -hmm. trying to spread out and just as when all seems lost uh whatley of course uh can summon dinosaurs and just a bajillion dinosaurs appear (laughs) yeah flying dinosaurs appear and start eating people oh wow yeah which which is a very useful talent yeah Yeah. She, she creates two three three green dinosaur creature tokens and they uh they distract Vito enough for him to, or enough for her to impale him on his own spear. Yeah, it's very <laughs> cool. Um, the dinosaurs definitely did gain double strike, stri- uh, double strike and trample. Yes, et cetera, et cetera. This is very flavorful. Well done. Yeah, I love that. That because they have to give Watley subtypes now that she's lost her spark. That uh, the front half of this card is that she's a human warrior bard, which is absolutely correct. Because yeah. she's she's a warrior poet. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's great. I'm, I'm I'm glad we have that subtype now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, all and it was like, oh, so that wraps everything up, right? Mm. No. 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 So anyhow, Vito is defeated, but Aklazots is not. We put the bat in a boat. We put the bat in a boat. The bat decides he's not strong enough yet to take over the world and to smother all of the sunlight. So what he's going to do is he's going to Torzon and he's going to fight, he's going to hunt down Vona uh, and he's going to try and uh, try and take over the whole uh, vampire empire uh, and subvert them to his dark causes, which is great because that's not like they don't already have like a religious schism happening. 
<sighs> and it's going to be awkward when, you know, it's really got to be awkward when a whole god just shows up and starts nomming, you know, most of your empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So that's like not cool. Uh, but luckily, Amalia decides that instead of dealing with that, she's going to just follow Kellen and go through an omen path. They've been flirting a little bit, kind of. Kind of. It's It's definitely like. They de- somebody so I don't remember which character says, but they they look at the they like basically she's using her map magic to like help hold off the myco tyrant and Kellen's basically doing all he can to do to sort of protect her with his blades and encouraging her and somebody was like I didn't even know vampires could blush right oh, it's very yeah. cute it's very very oh. cute it's super twee there's so, a lot of adorable things happening there yeah so they basically after all that happens they peace out they go through the jungle they phone they find an omen path and they're like goodbye. And then, and who knows? And uh, Kellen has acquired another friend for the next set. Yeah, whenever yeah. we see Kellen next time. Does did they talk about? Maybe you said, and I missed it. Why, why, why am Kellen here? Oh, he went through an omen path because he's looking for his dad. Okay, so mm-hmm. he is. He's looking for. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, on his way to find Oko, yeah. who we know has never paid a cent of alimony. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, no well, no. he doesn't even know his dad is Oko. He just knows his dad can move between the planes, right? He just knows his dad's some sort of creature. Mm. Yes, so a creature. So he pops into, pops into Ixalan and is like, any... Dad? Any dad here? <laughs> dad? No? All right. Yeah, New woman path. Kellen's adventures on Ixalan, I think, are, I believe, are to fall, go through an omen path, get chased by some goblins, get rescued by some vampires, get captured by some cats, get thrown into some quicksand come out of the other the underneath the quicksand into a huge underground river get rescued by some river folks go through a magical legendary door have it be involved in a huge fight see what's happening f- make a new make a new friend who you think is very cute uh and then say hey let's get out of here and go somewhere else and that's basically what they do they're just like whoop huh. cool. he's not necessary to the story in any way he's just kind of there to encourage amalia Neat. Yeah, he is definitely not even like an. He he is introduced so late in the story. He's not even an audience surrogate. Yeah, he's li- just he's just like the through line. He's like, <laughs> and Kellen is here. You know, he literally comes in running from goblins, saying, "Hey, can I get some help here?" And the and the and Vito's like, like leave him to die. And Amalia's like, absolutely not. Let me change the map so that that bridge that he's crossing with goblins chasing him disappears. So the goblins fall into a chasm, but he's okay. Cool. It's a very cool power. Yeah, it is a cool power. power. She's it's like a magical cool. cartographer. Ooh. Yeah. I so. do like that we have map tokens now also. Yeah. Yes. That's cool. So many tokens. Yeah. yeah. And then we, and then sort of, so that's sort of what happens in the main story is that it's not necessarily resolved, but we have the pathway to the, the old tech empire yes. sort of underneath the sun, uh, underneath the, the land is, is open. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those cultures can now exchange and Quint helped out a lot, but like Aklazots is still loose and the Myco Tyrant, because you just have to leave one spore alive, uh, is also you know, after, you know, sort of a stunning defeat is like, oh, gosh, that was not great. But hey, I'm on the surface now. I can see the sun. And you know what? I'm patient. All I need is time. Mm-hmm. 
So, but then, because I ran out of time to finish this story, there's one side story. We've got six main story episodes, six, six. and one side story, which I haven't had time to finish reading. It's uh, Pawns by Miguel Lopez. Um, Mm. Very well done. So this one follows Sahili, who goes on basically... Um, while Huatli is off doing sort of the martial slash exploration side of things, Sahili gets roped into politics and and thrust into like the very, very heart of it, as it were. So as we mentioned at the um, earlier, the Sun Empire is currently being run by, oh, the emperor is a boy. And so there's a lot of um, instability and a lot of tension between his aunt and his uncle. So, um, his, so his aunt is... Um, a quite powerful person. I believe she's a high priestess or the great priestess. And Watley makes some introductions and there's a a lot of veiled language around like, ah, yes, we are all on the same page. Yes, we are all on the same page, aren't we? Yep. We do not want to do a war. Yep. Let's do that. Here's my, here's my partner. This is Sahili. (laughs) She will help you and be my voice while I am gone. Mm -hmm. And Sahili is like, well, I am new here. I can't get back to Kaladesh. So this is my home. And I'm going to do everything I can in order to help everything, um, including making a lot of really cool filigree dinosaurs, uh, which is a thing that she was kind of prototyping. I believe that the uncle was super keen on using these against the vampires, but um, we don't really see them in action, as it were, during the set. Um, instead, Sahili is then brought to um, a secret, like, boat and then sailed to a uh, along with the priestess and sailed to a remote island Secret boat. where she meets with who other but saint alenda ah. and it turns out um saint alenda and the great priestess are all on the same page of maybe not war <laughs> um and but then how do we make sure that not a war yeah um we just had war nobody just, liked it no one liked it <laughs> no everyone one. disliked that yeah. <laughs> um, and so they they're sitting down to basically figure out a treaty and who shows up except uh a certain a certain wonderful grandmother pirate lady <gasps> and rebecca brass it just literally like busted through the door and is like hey Sup, you were going through my, my little island situation. I noticed you both coming from a mile away. What are you both doing here? Oh, you're doing a treaty. I want part of that. Turns a chair around, sits down. Um, so they're, they basically write a whole treaty of um, terms between the, these three powers. We have the Sun Empire, the um, Tor, Tor Zone, as, as represented by Linda, and we have... Um, the oh gosh the brazen the coalition. brazen coalition yeah. the brazen coalition which is uh headed up by a general beckett brass who has taken more of like a political obvi- obviously a political position more mm-hmm. administrative than like actively taking ships yeah the pirates have been diversifying they've been moving yeah. into like because they have the pirate city of high and dry mm-hmm. but like i said they were setting up another city underground that the called downtown downtown kind of <laughs> i mean they say in this story it's like supposed to be a joke and honestly it's a good joke uh you know and they're there i think the pirates are looking like you know we're doing the seafaring but maybe we need a pirate home of our own right yes so they need a so what beckett brass is asking for at the table is a recognition from both empires that the brazen coalition and this pirate group is its own nation essentially mm. like it's its own mm. nationally recognized power um, with this territory. And what is interesting about Sahili's role in all of this is that she is the only one on this plane who knows how to write and speak in her own native Kaladesh language. 
So obviously no one in that room wants anyone else. Uh, want, well, if this document were to fall in anyone's hands, it, obviously there are people on all sides who would love to see this agreement fall apart, right? Mm -hmm. So by ensuring that it's not written in any language that anyone on this plane can understand, um, it creates a level of protection there. But not only that, but as they uh, finish up this accord, Zahili um, creates this really cool filigree booby trap situation for containing the treaty. And if they try to open it, it destroys everything inside. So she's going to keep a hold of that. And then the three powers leave. And we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's yeah. that sounds great. Except the Sun Empire is definitely now like, no, we have to kill those vampires because, you know, there's this evil bat god that just escaped from you know Do the they center know that of left i don't know if they know if, I don't if know the if bat they... man has the bad bat god yeah but yeah. i mean the bat god is on its way to torazon to try and like True. overthrow lenda and queen Meralda and you know basically make he basically the Aklazots is like i need to find vona i i i know of vona from <laughs> sort of being sort of ab absorbing veto's mind essentially yeah. right it's like the mail order god <laughs> yeah exactly so that is honestly like i, I don't I, I feel like it took me like an hour and 15 minutes to explain the Eldraine story because it had so much stuff to do with like the politics of Eldraine and there was a lot of like, this is going to set up this, this is going to set up that. And there was a lot of like getting to know Kellen and stuff like that. But this is just more like, and this is what's happening here. Yeah. Although I have to say though, there were some interesting themes being um, explored with regards to who tells your story, especially with Quint being there, being mm. an archaeologist. I was actually very surprised um, to see how maturely Quint was handling all of these discoveries and, um, I guess just the way he was conversing with people, I was expecting, I guess, a level of uh, collegiate excitement, but clearly he's a post-grad who has been in his program for maybe like a decade. So he, there's, there's a level of like, ah, uh, yes. Well, cause like when he's going this. in there and he was talking about like, you know, what we're going to do with all of these things, he's like, Oh, we'll put them. And then, you know, uh, there's a character, like a warrior character. She's got one eye. Cause she lost it in the, she got, she got lost her eye in the war against the Phyrexians and she's a bit jaded and stuff like that. And she's like, what are you going to do with all this stuff? He's like, well, I'm good. Just, I just want to tell stories. And she says to him like, why should you tell our stories? Why don't we tell our own stories? And he's like, that's a good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I shouldn't be telling these stories, you yeah. know? And and it kind of, well, it's an interesting question, right? Because in a lot of ways, Quint kind of takes the role that Tameo used to have within sort of the multiversal pantheon of planeswalkers of being the character that records and like disseminates stories and whatnot. So having him sort of take a moment, especially um, given his role as an archaeologist or paleontologist, he likes old stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it, it really isn't. It's a good question that a lot of modern archaeologists and whatnot are asking themselves as they uncover um, older civilizations. Like, is this really our story to tell? Like, what connection do we have in order to give proper context? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it, that was, I thought, was uh, pretty interesting. And yeah, a lot of like, real world inspirations kind of coming in here as we talked about earlier with like for example the kipu i was like ah ink and stuff mm -hmm. um but also 
um, I mean, I actually paid attention when I was in Catholic school. So I was like, oh, yeah, the infighting with the Torah's own church. That's exactly what happened back in the day with like all of the Catholic, inter-Catholic tensions of like one faction versus another, one pope versus like maybe another cardinal over there. Mm -hmm. So I felt it was very in keeping um, with the primal inspiration for that particular sect. Maybe they get their own anti-pope next time we come back to Exelon. I would love that. I love like a big miter with like big bat ears, just like oh, yeah. bat pope. If you're not familiar with the uh, bat pope mobile, there was there was in like the 1600s, I think they had like a thing where like they wanted to put the the pope was supposed to be in Rome, but the Catholic Church was making all its money in France, so they're like, why don't we just have the pope be in France because that's where all the money is coming from anyhow? And he got called the anti-pope, and there was a, the big yeah. deal. Yeah, anyone who's interested in, like, old Catholic church history, it's just a lot of arguing in Europe, mostly. So, uh, yeah, very much, very close to that, although no no giant bat god, but besides the point. Yeah. That's beside the point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so yeah. what does this mean for storyline? One, that things are very much still in play in Exelon, like, things are not resolved. Like, it's being set up that maybe we'll come back and we'll find out what has happened to the vampire empire. And maybe things will be okay, but probably not. Probably they'll be in the midst of a, like a huge civil war between Vona and Alanda, Alenda, I think. Maybe. And then it's a question of whether or not the, how the Sun Empire and the, um, and the new brazen coalition nation um, react to it, right? And then also, what are the River Heralds going to make of all of this? Um, it's very much, I think, what are similar. these cat people going to do? What are these cat people? They just appeared and then they left. Yeah. They, they threw people into the sand and then they left. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they saw the vampires and they're like, get out of here. We don't want your kind around here. Get in the sandbox. Yeah. Um, but it is similar to what we see on Eldraine, right? Where there's just so many plates spinning still. You know, mm-hmm. we left Eldraine with um, Will trying to piece together the... Um, like the remnants of a shattered kingdom. And mm-hmm. so we, we have no idea how successful that's going to be. And here we even have more plates spinning where we've got um, just civil war possibly happening within two factions. And then, yeah, all these other folks. So yeah. it's a it, it's a lot. I have no idea if we're going to be returning to any of this. I would love to eventually, but I, I do have a lot of questions about what's going to happen. And we're, we're not going to get a season two anytime soon i don't i mean well well well, we don't know oh true we don't know what wizards plans are uh we know that the only thing that we know is that we've seen what they they put up like the logos for upcoming sets so Mm -hmm. we know that there's like murders at karlov manor there's bloomborough there's outlaws of thunder junction yep i think those are in the other order I don't know what order and they're then in. Duskmorn. Duskmorn, right. Mm-hmm. So, absumably. So, not in 2024. At some point, I assume, given that Kellen was in the last set, I assume at some point Kellen and Amala are going to pop up again. And maybe they will just have like a casual role until we get to Outlaws of Thunder Junction or Bloomborough or wherever they see Oko next, I suppose. There's some online speculation that Oko is in Outlaws of the because of the because they showed a key art with like somebody who looked very Oko like but also wearing a cowboy hat in silhouette. Yeah, in silhouette. Yeah. That's, so that's what that's, that's, that's the internet speculation. But to like cross my heart and hope to die, I absolutely know nothing. Yeah, we don't know anything about this. So. <laughs> question marks when we will see any of these characters again yeah i i've since learned in my time devouring magic lore to 
sort of try to accept each course as, on its own, yeah. like a la Smart. carte. Just sort of understand that we may not get a second course of this. Yeah. So just just appreciate this meal as it, it sits before you. Enjoy this meal. There may not be dessert. There yeah. may not be dessert. Yeah. Well, you did get Big Boom. We did get Big Boom. We got Big Boom. We got Big Fungal Boom. We, I'm very... I'm very happy to see that uh, Malcolm and Breaches survived. I was so worried that they were just going to kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my God. It's like, if they kill Malcolm, I know I need to yell at someone. They were almost free. And then he followed that sign that said, go down. I don't know well, why he Well, he said, go down. And then it said, safe. Like, remember, it was like a, it was like a fungal sign that was like, down in glowy letters and, and then it's safe. safe i would not have i would not have followed that sign were i malcolm i would have been like this is a trap <laughs> i'm going back up and i'm going to tell them to board up the doors to 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 downtown and never go there again just, just throw down the big boom and like get out that's yeah. what i would have done as well but i guess that's why we're not pirates i guess so yeah, yeah. that's true but great overall, yeah it was a good time <laughs> they did. That's a good point, Wrong actually. <laughs> they did. They did. Uh, they did also on the stream. They showed off a bunch of the uh, Jurassic Park oh. uh, cards, which oh, is God. where Ian Malcolm Chaotician comes from. I am now imagining Malcolm the Siren, but with Jeff Goldblum's face. <laughs> I mean, they do say he's very alluring. <laughs> they do. There you go. They do. So yeah, he's just singing like scat jazz down in the caverns towards Michael mm-hmm. Tyrant. <laughs> I'm just imagining like when he's like trying to sing his way out of all these terrible situations. Uh, he's just like, I hear the moons are calling, <laughs> toss sallies and scrambled eggs. eggs. Uh, all the mushrooms. Just uh, what I uh, <laughs> is anything else you want to add for the Ixalan story? I I mean I I thought it was really nice to have. Um, a couple more stories than we're used to. I think that things are sort of like shaking themselves out right now in, in terms of lore and in terms of how they're structuring things. Um, I thought it was interesting that they basically were like, we don't need to explore Quint, how he got here, where these relics came from, what this poem is, how everybody got like, they skipped all of like the setup essentially. And they just dropped you into the middle of the story, which I think works well when you only have you know we got six chapters of story rather than five Mm -hmm. so that was more but you only have so much word count and for this story there's so many people and so much stuff going on so obviously they're like look we'll just shortcut all of this and we'll just start you with where you need to know which everybody is trying to get to the center yep it's journey to the center Mm -hmm. of the earth where there's also a sun bat gods good times yeah love that I yeah. thought that was an interesting choice. I would have liked to see a little bit more of Quint learning to become a planeswalker. Yeah, I think that's the other thing that surprised me. Maybe that's what I was trying to allude to earlier. Like, he just seems so comfortable yeah. with his powers. Yeah. Like, I, and it's definitely a, a change from what we saw from Strixhaven, right? When he was a little bit more... He was very uncertain. Yeah. Quint has never been a confident person. Or, like, I mean, in previous iterations of Quint, he was not confident because, remember, he had been thrown out of the army for yep. being incompetent, right? And so Strixhaven was his sort of second career. He's an older student, right? He's older than the other students. He's already flunked out once. He was sort of, like, really on the edge of, like, flunking out of Strixhaven again when we first met him. Uh, and then he did his whole discovery and stuff like that. That gave him some confidence. But even while we were dealing with the invasion of the Phyrexia, he was still, like... I hope we can do this, guys. And now all of a sudden he's like, he knows all of these people and he's 
going around and I don't know, he's really blossomed since his yeah, spark. Yeah, he's, he's, he's done a real glow up, yeah. I guess, for Ixalan. Good. <laughs> yeah, good for him. Yeah, he's a, he's a confident young Loxodon. Yeah, we, we love to see it. And it. who knows, I feel like um, for Kellen, Kellen's just going to be the through line for Maybe. everything going forward, I yeah, assume. An unknown amount of time has passed because it's been enough time for Quint to figure out planes walking enough to meet several important people. Yes. Mm. Right? And we don't, and I don't know, maybe Kellen's been places between Eldraine and Ixalan and he just happened to show up there. So we don't know. Or maybe like Eldraine happened like long out. I don't know. I don't know. It's very strange. He's got a new outfit. He does have a new outfit. That wasn't really delved into like. No, they didn't go into descriptions of his clothing. (laughs) Yeah. He just sort of, uh, voila. Um, So I I wonder if he's going to pick up like more friends as we troop along through the omen paths. That could be fun. Yeah. Yeah. He's got pointy ears, which is that which uh, Quintorius remarks on is that he he thinks Quintorius is like, he must be an elf, which is the first time I've ever seen an elf on Ixalan. So Quint knows enough about Ixalan that there's no elves here. Huh. Well, I mean, Interesting. Archavios is like, in Strixhaven, is, is a repository for so much information about other planes, right? That's true. So I wouldn't be surprised if there is an entire compendium section just on Ixalan. Maybe not as like much as, say, like on Dominaria or whatever, but I wouldn't be surprised if there maybe, was a little shelf. Maybe this is why Quint is so chill, because, you know, out of all people who could have had a spark ignite, it's like, he kind of already knows that the, there's a multiverse and there's other planes of existence where other realities occur and stuff like that. So, you know, he was, he was prepared for it mentally. <laughs> He's not like having to spend the first two weeks going, oh, my entire concept of the universe was wrong, right? Yes. Uh, oh, gosh. Poor Jace. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, it's Lon lore. We, we did it. We did it. It was good. There's a reference to Vraska. Yes. Because Malcolm talks about her. He he, and he says he heard she died in the war. That's as much we get as we get. Mm. But th- there's no, there's still no confirmed. There, yeah. I thought we would see Jason yeah, I Vraska actually, here. Yeah, I yeah. thought that Ixalan is for lovers. <laughs> yeah, I thought that we'd, we'd see more or any of them because they were they were also uh, they were they were Messers not appearing in this set in March of the Machine. Yeah, they were. Well, they were very. Uh, they they were they were uh, uh, written in such a way that it has remained ambiguous. Which, as we all know from being writing type folks, uh, if there if there's no body, they're not dead. And even if, even if there is a body, sometimes they're not dead. And also, being as there's been such vague explanations for it, it's entirely possible that uh, they they haven't decided what to do with them yet. <laughs> yep, they're just kind of floating around the ether. But I I don't know. I'm I'm just. I'm hoping. I mean, th- there was that bit with Liliana where she was like, Jace is always, like, he always has a plan. And as long as he has a plan, as he has a plan he's okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and clearly Jace yeah. had a plan. Yeah, he mm-hmm. did. He, he had a whole plan that he was working on. Uh, and uh, I, I, I will... I will point out that this uh, this story had a lot of really good um, LGBTQ representation with yes. Watley and Sahili being shown as a couple, introduced as much, and being shown being affectionate to one another, which I have to say is such a refreshing change of pace. Also, it's a healthy relationship. Yeah. Which is so refreshing. Like, I, I have to say, you know, as far as like Planeswalker, Planeswalker, or former Planeswalker, former Planeswalker relationships are concerned this is an incredibly healthy one where they talk to each other mm. they compliment each other they trust each other they craft slash summon each other dinosaurs yes they yes. know what they buy they get it they get each other good gifts that the other one you know appreciate. What they they, yeah. they trust the other one to do like 
deep di- diplomatic spy stuff it was very fun yeah, yeah. yeah no they're 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 in a great relationship yeah so throw us uh throw us straights a bone and show jason Vraska in a in a in a stable heterosexual relationship with uh <laughs> Small Gorgons. <laughs> I just want a psychic Gorgon. Yeah, Lynn's that... really into psychic Gorgon kid. Psychic Gorgon kid? Imagine if psychic Gorgon kid and Amanatu ended up at like the same school. <laughs> at Strixhaven? Strixhaven has a daycare. Has a daycare option? Oh my gosh. That would be amazing and possibly very expensive. Incredibly expensive. Yeah, I can, but also probably worth it. I, I just like the idea of a psychic gorgon. I like the idea of a psychic gorgon too. Just, you know, whenever they want to, whenever they send something, just all the snakes just go. <laughs> Dear, you have to learn to keep your snakes under control. <laughs> they're tipping they're just your thrashing hand. back and forth. Like, you'll yeah. never be Face having- calm, snakes writhing. <laughs> Sweetheart, you'll never become a chess champion like this. Yes. <laughs> well, oh, you... hold on. They're not tiger parents. We gotta rein that back. <laughs> yeah, they're very they're very easygoing. Yeah. Oh, they're just in Bloomborough. They're like the only humans on the plane. That'd they're just really farming. Funny. They're just huge. <laughs> There's oh. like a badger around who's just like, yeah, the new couple moved in next door. Yeah, yeah they're, they're odd, enormous. Odd. They're weird as hell, but they're real nice. They're real nice. <laughs> you know, they brought some really nice tea in this like coffee. Mm-hmm. They had a tiny carriage that they thought was really important. Yeah. Oh, oh so oh, sweet. Okay, this is obviously all us just this is this is crap. This, this is, is we're just this, speculating it's here. It's beautiful crap. It's beautiful sugary crap. It's yeah. wonderful. I love what it. What is dream? Maybe we should just start an AO3 account for some fan I fiction. have an AO3 account already for my Liliana Gideon fanfic. <laughs> we can we can just use that. There we go. Uh, if you would like to be entertained through through different means, uh, I want to remind you that the Lost Caverns of Ixalan pre pre release is coming up. Uh, at the time of this episode airs, it is going to be oh heck this Friday. This Friday, yep. Yeah, so uh, tune in for that at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific on Friday, November third. 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 Yep. Uh, it was third or the fourth, but it's Friday the third. That's when it is. Uh, if you can't watch live, everything will be on YouTube uh, very, very soon afterwards. And we have our special guests, Ash Lizzle. We've got Z Anna main, Margaret and Z. And Z main character. Yeah. So um, tune in for that. It's going to be a blast. But until then, that's going to do it for Tap Tap Concede. So I will remind you, first of all, that we're brought to you by Card Kingdom. Please check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR. And, of course, everything we do here is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. Michelle, I want to thank you for joining us. Where can people find you if you wish to be found? Oh, gosh. Do I wish to be found? Really? I don't know. In this day and age? Do you like being perceived? In this economy? Um, <laughs> you can find me on the site formerly known as Twitter, um, Kilnfeen Potter. That's uh, Kilnfeen, like the old popper staple. Yeah. Uh, and you can also find me on Instagram as, at Kilnfeen Pottery. Um, and uh, also uh, mostly on Mastodon nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kilnfeen Potter at, was it, kind.social? Kind.social. That's, that's where, where I am as well. That's where the cool people are. Please, please come over. It's nice. It's a great It's spot. real chill. No one tries to yell at me. It's great. Highly, There's alt text on all the images. Highly yes. recommend kind.social. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but you can find me there. Um, Great. Unless you are trying to find me in person, which I'm not going to tell you that. (laughs) So until (laughs) next time, uh, I have been Graham, joined by Michelle and Kathleen. Thank you. Thank you. uh, Paul's been on tech. 
Heather gets these online. Thank you all so much for watching and listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye, Bye. everybody. Bye, everybody.